0: Divine show. It is Wednesday, July 20th of the strange and interesting year 2022. So today I uh, pre recorded a discussion uh, with Mr. Oscar from the band Thought Crime and Mr. Edwin from Neocrat on formerly of the Savage Hippie podcast. Um, the timing just worked out that they were not able to record at the live time. So I do apologize ahead of time um, that two things about the quality of it. Number one, Some of the sound occasionally drops out, but that happens on any type of live uh, conversation uh, sometimes. But the second thing is for Mr. Oscar, for some reason, when we were recording, the platform that we're using, it's supposed to like focus and feature the feed or the video and show the face of the person who's talking most of the time. And for some reason, when Mr. Oscar was talking, it did not do that. I'm not sure why. So it continued to show either me or Edwin, whoever had spoken last, when Oscar spoke. But you could still hear him speaking, and it's a very interesting discussion. And I'm just going to go ahead and um, play it for you, uh, since the video quality was a little strange. I decided to do a little bit of an edit. And so it's on a little small television and I thought it looked kind of cool. And I thought you might enjoy it. Um, so have a listen. <laughs> All right, that
1: tone means that you are now on the Natasha Devine show. Hello, welcome Edwin and Oscar, and we will let them introduce themselves. In alphabetical order, which I I don't know. I don't know the alphabet because I'm drinking. So we'll start with Edwin since he's on the top of my screen. <laughs> what, uh, who are you and uh, why should we care?
2: Well, you definitely shouldn't care who I am. I'm a minor bit player in certain quote-unquote dissident right-wing circles. Probably on the softer end of that spectrum, so to speak. Um, Not explicitly on the hard racial side, um, more just in the multicultural um, questioning, multiculturalism and things of that nature. At the moment, all I really do is write articles for a new site called Neocrat that was created by Colin Waddell, um, who was one of the one of the big players in what was called the alternative right before it dis- uh, degenerate into a bunch of uh, a Nazi sideshow. And um, obviously we all know how that turned out. So right. uh neocrat is more of just kind of, it. I guess in the mainstream sense, you'd call it right, right wing, but in a gen in kind of more of a general sense, it's just about ideas and concepts and questioning um, and, and just just dis- questioning, discussing, what we perceive in our modern day reality and the current political zeitgeist. And then when I'm not doing political stuff, I write lots of music articles for another one of Colin's sites called Revenge of Riffraff, which is a zine from, it's a new website or newer website that has older articles from the zine. And then I write newer stuff, just album reviews, concert reviews, um, and and different kinds of articles like that so have got the political side and the music side and i i mean sometimes they overlap um but yeah that's basically what i do i just write stuff now um and occasionally appear on podcasts when asked to but no don't care <laughs> right
1: on okay and um doesn't neocrat has a special spelling right i'll put the link in the description at the end but that's neocrat with a k is that correct correct
2: neocratblogspot.com blog, it's supposed to basically uh be what the alternative right was um more than a decade more than a decade ago when it was actually kind of like more intellectual more about discussion and not just about trolling and about just harassing people and people what kind of right Dog whistling, they're you know neo-Nazi kind of stuff. It's more back to what it was back then, when it was a more intelligent, more just kind of ed- edgier, provocative talk about things that make some people uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, I like to call it the intersectional far right. Um, sure, okay, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, yeah. um, all right, enough from you for now. But we'll get back to a couple of those things that you said, Mister um, Oscar. Please tell us about your Self. Who are you?
3: Uh, my name's Oscar Playtez, uh And I sing and play guitar and write all the songs in a little very unknown band called Crime, that I think is way bigger in my head than it is actually in real life. Um, it's all um, band. Sawcrime is very inspired by uh, Orwellian concepts. Uh, that's kind of where I got the name from uh, why should people care, uh, fuck. I don't, uh, I don't give a fuck, so I don't expect people to give a fuck, uh, but, right uh, you know, I think nowadays in punk rock, a lot of music is lacking, uh, uh, in the lyric department, and, uh, and that's reflective of, like, how people feel, I guess, and it's not authentic anymore, so that's kind of what inspired me to kind of care a little bit because punk rock i hate to say it as a punk rocker but punk rock usually sucks
1: (laughs) relatable no i the 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 struggle of being involved in punk or oi or for that matter probably death metal and stuff like that is that the sound that you want to hear it it isn't really out there that's why you're creating it and you're it's it's there's an ethos and a vibe related to a yeah. genre but you want to you want to there's something that that's lacking out there and that's why you bother creating a band in the first place right
3: yeah and much like edwin said uh punk rock is very intersectional what he said about the right wing uh punk rock is very intersectional i'm in this weird section of punk rock that uh, i've heard it called uh suburban brat punk with <laughs> melodic punk but uh, I guess it's more anarchist in content. So it's like this weird kind of like it doesn't really belong in one. Uh, basically, the the, the the content doesn't belong in that kind of package usually. It's usually thinking about, you know, getting your heart broken and, you know, all kinds of stupid shit.
1: I met her at the mall type stuff.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's my story and I'm sticking to it.
1: Okay. All right. Fair enough.
3: So. <laughs> oh yeah. Also, sorry. Uh, also, I don't uh, have the uh, traditional punk rock mindset, and that's probably why we're all here together today.
2: What is the traditional punk rock mindset, if I may ask?
3: Uh, sorry, not the traditional. The more widely accepted one, right now, that's anyway. Term, you gotta be extreme left. You gotta believe in killing babies. You gotta <laughs> believe in uh, being a degenerate. You gotta, you gotta believe you have to in
1: protect trans kids.
3: Yeah, you gotta, you gotta believe in fucking with children's future. You gotta believe in mutilating their uh, private parts before they even reach puberty. You gotta believe in all that bullshit right now.
2: So that's 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 where punk rock stands right now. Is you have to believe in giving little kids hormone blockers. <laughs>
3: Uh, well, that's the. I would say that if you counter, if you counter to that, then you're considered not a punk rocker. By the by, the the majority of punk rockers right now, anyway.
1: So, and that's what I kind of want to obviously have both you guys on at the same time for. Yeah. I originally, was going to have these two gentlemen separately, but I figured, hey, wait, I'm going to be recording them in the same day. And this could be an actually a pretty interesting conversation.
3: Yeah. So also, that's what I we're know it about. randomly, I know Ed. Well, we met like maybe once or twice, but still, we kind of have a weird history together.
2: Yep. Yeah, I attend. I did. I didn't see your band play. We saw a band together, correct? We went to a bar and yeah. we saw.
3: Um, I think we saw a Sepultura cover band, if I'm not mistaken. No, it was a Slayer cover band. And uh, they played uh, "Silent Scream," and you were like, "Hey, this is a pro-life
2: song. Check it out." <laughs> is that was that? Oh my god! That just shows you how drunk I because I don't drink anymore, and uh, <laughs> um, I don't. I don't even remember saying that. I, this is probably something I have said because, indeed, "Silent Scream" is very. I mean, it it, it sounds like a pro-life song framed within the Slayer yeah. context. Is just, yeah, yeah, you know, it's gore and death and violence, but then it talks about how an abortion is essentially your killing and the song yeah, makes no bones about gone. that yeah exactly well it's kind of like the sex pistol song bodies people still haven't really um really decided what 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 that's if that song really has a message or not but i mean you know he says she was a, a bloody disgrace she had an abortion it's clearly not saying that abortion is a good thing yeah. um it's portraying it as a violent yeah. horror show yeah, yeah.
1: The chorus, bodies, I'm not an animal, you know, like, that's the kind of, I mean, it's pretty clearly a pro-life song. I think there's a lot of that denial of that original vibe of punk that was, like, rejecting the whole modern society and and the the
0: whole everything. The world was fucked up. Vibe of punk that was, like,
1: rejecting the whole modern society and and the the whole everything, the world was fucked up, and abortion vibe of punk that was, like, rejecting the whole modern society and and the the whole everything, the world was fucked up, and abortion and all these other things were part of that fucked upness, and... Now, like, the scene has narrowed to be like, oh, the fucked up thing in the world is that there's just... It's just that there's, like, racist, homophobic people. That's the fuck... That's <laughs> yeah. the only...
0: As you see seen here, um, for technical reasons, I had to break up this interview. Um, so, there will be little breaks like that. So let's go to the next section
1: vibe of punk that was like rejecting the whole modern society and and the, the whole everything the world was fucked up and yeah. abortion and all these other things were part of that fucked upness and now, like, the scene has narrowed to be like, oh, the fucked up thing in the world is that there's just, it's just that there's, like, racist, homophobic people. That's the fuck, that's yeah. the only fucked up thing in the world. Well, well I think, um... We need to talk about. You know?
2: Well, I think that's, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that as the, as initially what punk rock was about. Um, I don't think, punk, punk rock wasn't political, it was just, the music of the 70s was getting boring, you had a lot of Progress- I mean, I like progressive rock, but I can understand how it's the middle of the 1970s and Rick Wakeman's got a wall of keyboards surrounding him and then this band comes out and they come to your local town and it's just four guys on stage in front of 20 people blasting out power cords and shouting at you about serial killers and and all this crazy stuff. And that's what really was punk rock was about. Um, I mean, Jim Goad said that first it started off anti-social and then it became uh, socialist. But, um, yeah, I mean, early punk rockers were not really all that political. I mean, the, I mean, obviously, the big go-to is Johnny Ramone being a lifelong Republican. And then his whole point of the Ramones was really short, aggressive songs, a catchy melody on top, and just singing sick lyrics, which implies all kinds of sick shit going on, whether it's just like Chainsaw being about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or... Um, sniffing glue or uh you know glad to see you go is like my number one go-to because it's got such a catchy melody and then you hear these talking about killing some bitch and getting the glory like charles manson it's like whoa okay so this you know this isn't exactly like peace love you know promoting understanding this is just about crazy stuff and it goes right on for most of that early first five years of punk rock i mean right up through the adverts they're singing Gary Gilmore's eyes I and mean, it's about someone who gets Gary Gilmore's eyes surgically implanted in their head. You know, like, what, what does that have to do with, um, women's rights? You know what I mean? Like, what does that have to do with, uh, being a vegan? Think, though,
1: to me, when I was talking about the rejection of society, to me, that's not inherently political because I think you could take a lot of different political stances on how you rejected society. Right. Sure. Uh, but, but, I think it was more of like an aesthetic and an ethos of like rejection of everything normal, everything status quo that was accepted. And to some degree that includes the political, but it also includes the cultural, the social, the the, the just, the taboo, you know. So I think what you're talking about, I think that it kind of includes, we're, we're touching on the same thing. I, I wasn't saying that it was necessarily um, a political rejection of society. I think it was just a, a wholeheartedly, like, fuck everything that's accepted.
3: Sure. To me. Yeah, like right now. And again, I'm a skinhead,
1: uh, so I have a weird view on punk rock. To me, I look, you know, to me, I'm looking at, oi is my, Punk rock, you know, and and then to some degree DB because I used to be in a DB band. So oh, shit. DB was all about war, and to some isn't degree, that pretty much like, all it's about like, is war? And and then the, and to some degree, some of the DB bands talk like what you talked about, where they just talk about sick, crazy shit, where it sounds like killing people and just bizarre, right. you know, gore or something like that. You know, um, so basically, what so, you guys
3: are both talking about. Is like stirring up your immediate environment with some whatever kind of shock. Sure. So right. Like, yeah. Because right now we're surrounded by progressive extremists. And if you <laughs> sing a song about lowering taxes, that's going to stir some shit up. And uh, that's,
1: I have, I have isn't crazy? songs about
3: not only lowering taxes, but like doing away with taxes altogether. And that to a lot of people is an extreme thing. So like, you know, whether Isn't back in the day we how, fucking eating, eating actual shit on stage, or right now <laughs> where we, you know, talk about, uh, you know, where we have stances against socialism in some of our songs. It's like, you know, we're we're still doing something punk rock to the establishment, I guess. Mhm. I yeah, I think
1: that. Way. Um. All of us here in this group have some experience with being, uh, you know, incongruent with with the thing that you're really into, and it tends to be um, that we actually know more about the subject and are more than everyone that
2: than, than everyone that's canceled people. us. Yeah. yeah, than the
1: people who who have over politicized it to the left way. You know, they go. Like, for example, I I just had, just, this isn't even strictly about punk, but it's just about culture in general. I was having an argument about the, showing the the sexy drag queen dances in front of the kids. I said, look, if you're gonna have drag queens in front of kids at Pride, there was one there that had a full length dress on and just looked like an an old woman singing. And that was okay. But the one with the mini skirts with the crotch open is what I'm having an issue with, you know? And yeah. somebody, a local, a local business owner uh, came and commented and tried to explain to me what drag was. Drag is an art form in which there's, uh, you know, blah, 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 self-expression and playful, blah, 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 blah. You know, and I said, don't condescend to me and act like I don't know what the culture is. I was going to and even performing music at drag shows before you could even spell drag, young lady. The point is, I have a moral issue with people gyrating their highlighted crotch in front of little children. Yeah, and they try to gaslight you and try to make it well. You hate gay people. You hate this group. And whatever you said, they'll turn it into something else. Well, you secretly mean this, or you just are ignorant. And I'm not they always ignorant, think that you've got ignorant. some
2: kind of s- secret agenda. Like, for instance, um, Reddit is it Reddit or? Uh, one of those message boards just banned the word groomer because they say it's anti-LGBT. And I'm thinking, well, does that mean you're implying that if you're LGBT, then you're a groomer? I mean, it's like, Sometimes here's what
1: people tell on themselves, Edwin, they tell on themselves.
2: It, it, it's remar- It's remarkable because you're thinking, uh, you know, I didn't have your community in mind. I was just, you know, against the idea of grooming children for sex yeah, at least give them till I mean, you know, I started learning about that maybe when I was 11, and they won't, you know, and then some say that's too early. Uh, and it's like, can you really at least give them till they're like seven, eight, okay. before you start telling them about the birds and the bees?
3: Well, you shouldn't you groom kids to do anything, like, besides, like, they yeah, be, themselves. Don't to be whatever kind of sexual thing, but also, like. You know, in these uh, Middle Eastern countries, they groom them to be terrorists. Like, we shouldn't do yeah. that either. Well, we right.
1: be, <laughs> uh, yeah, you let children develop. Now, you should teach, if you have children, you should teach them what your value system is. Yeah. But in the end, if they reject it, they rejected it. And that was yeah,
4: yeah.
1: them as a person. Yeah, you know, like, thing, like, my daughter, I think herself. she's probably more extreme right wing than I am at this they reject it they rejected it and that was yeah, yeah. them as a person yeah, you know like, first, like my like daughter my i think soul. she's probably more extreme right-wing than i am at this point but she's only seven she'll probably soften up you know what i'm saying um everybody's you know d- destroy everything and everything's extremely you know eight or i'm sorry she's eight and oh. and then like um so that's something but The other thing is that a lot of these people, I think that we deal with online, especially not so much in person, but especially online. I think a lot of them are kids and they have a profile that makes themselves look older and like they're part of the scene and they're the antifa and all this stuff. But I feel like some of the language used by these people, I almost feel like I'm talking to 12 year olds sometimes.
2: I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if people that are even adults just have the mentality of twelve-year-olds, and and that's how that's just that's the best they got yeah. communicating that's, like little children. Well, um, that there's
1: a lot of that. Even if, even in government, you have people that uh, have about a twelve-year-old's level of understanding of politics. You know. Oh
4: and yeah, yeah
2: absolutely. You right. <laughs> I mean, she's actually
1: –
2: she just got arrested or uh, something. Yeah. A lot of people have a really – like, or have an axe to grind with AOC. I just find her kind of funny. I mean, I, I maybe if I lived in New York, I'd have a little more of an issue with her. But um, I don't know. I just find her kind of more of a a, a comedian. I mean, it's kind of funny. She's going to be old enough to be the president in 2024, and I read an article saying that there's, they actually have her on a short list of potential candidates. Wow. I doubt it'll happen, but that would be yeah. insane. I mean, if she if she ran, she'd lose in a landslide. Um, I don't think the country <laughs> is is to the point where they would even consider her, and not because she's a woman, and not because she's a Latina woman, but just because she's kind of like a airhead. Um, airhead. She's a
1: bimbo.
2: But um, in a way, she's clever because I mean. She manages to somehow manages to get people to, to get people to go along with her swindle. So, I guess I have to give her credit to some degree. You know, she's not totally like just. You know she she can talk
1: to the bimbo act right. There's there's something said <laughs> for the bimbo act. To, we'll just play stupid, and then they'll be super surprised when you do something smart and really impressed. Yeah.
2: Right?
3: Yeah, that's kind of genius. <laughs>
2: I mean, well, has she done anything yet? Where you're like, "Wow, I can't believe she did that." Or is it, are we still waiting for that, like uh, the the clock, the broken clock to be right? Um,
3: uh,
1: I'm
3: thinking the latter.
1: <laughs> well, she well, the broken clock was right once. She did have a tweet about uh, being a woman, a young, a new person in Congress is amazing to to walk and be like part of this machine of corruption every day or something like that. Like she was starting to realize that it was corrupt. I originally thought she maybe had some potential because you know, a lot of times the young ones, they're like full of energy because they're young and they're angry about something. But if they really learned what their policies did, they might change them, you know, because they're basing everything that they're doing on like a, a fire based on an ethical thing, you know? And, yeah. and some people can have that shifted to the correct direction and say, well, I, I see what you're angry about in society, but communism is not the fucking answer to repair it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah.
2: Also,
1: but I, mean, I don't know. She has not Are really You actually think that, revelation.
2: well, she can't have that revelation. Her handle is that she's a democratic, or a democratic socialist and that she has to yes. stick to that. And then she has to be the left wing of the Democrats. Well, she even said herself, if if it was any other country, she wouldn't be in the same party as Joe Biden. And she's 100% correct about that. Yeah. Like she, she, uh, she's well, way too...
3: Going, going back to what you said, Edwin, about how you think she's kind of funny, kind of a joke. <laughs> yeah. Like, be the like, I remember when, when George Bush, uh, George W, was like a president and everybody hated the shit out of him. But it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to kill you if you voted for him. It was just kind of funny. Like, oh, that guy voted for him? That's fucking hilarious. And like, like we do
4: we, need...
2: well, we, we didn't have the insane political polarization we had. At least, it's from, from, uh, at least it seems to me like back in 2003, or back during the aughts when Bush was president, we didn't have the extreme political polarization. So that if yeah. someone did, in fact, vote for George W. Bush... Uh, they'd get laughed at. They may get made fun of. They'd be like your That's funny Republican funny. friend, but no one would like think they're like a neo-Nazi because they voted for Bush. But ironically enough, Bush is the—I mean, I think Bush is horrible. Iraq War was terrible. I and and I think it's—I think the, the reaction people have to Donald Trump now is the reaction people should have had to George W. Bush, where yeah. now people should be like, oh yeah, Donald Trump. He's kind of a joke. He's kind of funny. He says, grab him by the pussy. He's kind of a card, uh, yeah. you know, but otherwise he's an all right, dude. He hasn't, he, he hasn't uh, started any new wars. Yeah. Um, you know, he hasn't, uh, you know, but instead it's immediately Trump is, in, and I think that comes down to just how the, the culture has gone and just during Obama, the culture went so far left. I don't think it's necessarily even, Fiscally far left, though there is that, too. I think it's more just of a cultural thing. It just went so far left during Obama's term that all of a sudden anything that even is remotely funny or pe- un- like you had un-PC liberals who now are repenting for their lack of PCness because they feel like the jokes they made 20 years ago contributed to the culture, the toxic culture of masculinity, which led
3: to Donald Trump getting <laughs> elected and obviously it led to the... Like I don't think I don't think Bill Maher's contributing anything to the right. Like he's no hell no. About, like I think he's pretty funny sometimes when he has some good points and shit. Other than that, like he's sort of a, a benign character in the in the you know on the on the cultural stage.
1: Yeah. You know?
3: Well, he's, a, he's he's kind, kind of a, a, a. I would
1: what? say he's the attempt of Hollywood to have a populist. Where he yeah. kind of like he's left leaning and he's for the you know what they believe to be for the working class because they think that the left helps the working class so he le- leans towards that but he also you know he'll make a statement when they're going too far for the average working person yeah,
2: yeah. oh yeah right uh, and and he occasionally sorry what
3: <laughs> were you oh, saying oh no uh, I was just saying he's I don't look at him as an extreme figure but he's doing all this apologetic shit. Like, what did he say? He had to apologize to Ice Cube. Like, I guess Ice Cube speaks for all the black people or something. But like, I he said, he, he said the effect in it, you know? And then, uh, and then he apologized to Ice Cube.
2: <laughs> That's kind
0: of, oh, actually, Ice
2: Cube seems like he's actually pretty cool. He seemed, he, act, I, I, I thought he was a, he actually kind of dog whistled that he was a Trump supporter. He didn't, Dog whistled that he was a Trump supporter. He didn't express any real true love for like the the progressive left or anything. And uh, I don't know, Ice Cube is kind of a, a hard one to, to pin down. Uh, I mean, I know that over the years he's been all friends with like Nation of Islam and stuff and you know, whatever. He's but he's
1: Muslim, so he's only gonna go so far with that left wing shit. And that's part of the thing, uh,
0: too, that you know, Hold I on, think.
2: Yeah, he's part of Nation of Islam. I don't know if he's like a hardcore devout Muslim at this point, but he definitely was part of it back in like during his, his during the nineties, especially during the, his heyday. That was a big controversy I'm trying, behind I'm gonna try Ice Cube. And get
1: some NOI guys on my show coming up. What's that? I'm going to try and get some NOI guys on my show coming up, but that's a separate oh, hey. thing okay, altogether. Cool. Uh, um, but I call I call,
3: I call know, that prison Islam.
1: <laughs> there, there, there's an element that's very strong in that yes but i think um, i'm more ready like the other day farrakhan he said the nation of islam is on the opposite side from the united states government and i just clapped because that's yeah. the right side to be on yeah. um, and whether we have you know we have disagreements about certain things any, I'm going to support anybody who's for their own freedom to be their self and not have to fucking go with the mainstream or with the government and Operation Mockingbird is pressing. Um, yeah. You know, and and I think that's something that a lot of people on the right wing overlook um, is, uh, number one, the potential Muslim vote. They do not outreach, these Republicans do not outreach to Muslims at all, and they could. Well, there's there's
2: one, one very obvious reason why. There's one really obvious reason why they don't, and you know what it is. It's because uh, because Republicans are predominantly pro-Israel Zionists, and they feel that being, you can't be a Muslim, you can't be friends with Muslims and be friends and be like a Zionist. And I used to be really hard. Like when I first got into politics, that was one of my main targets was Islam to the point of like almost an embarrassing degree um, where it was all just Islam, Islam, Islam. And then I realized that, I mean, I I do believe in the the notion that every group of people as a block has its own interests, whether it be ethnic, racial, religious, whatever. And so, um, in, in regards to Islam as a, a culture and idea, having a bunch of third world third world people with Islamic views coming in and coming into your area and populating and putting their views and values and it, in your area and setting up mosques and all that is a very can be and often is a very problematic force. but at the same time, Muslims are insanely like against, Well, they're against a lot of the same stuff that people on the right are against. So there could be a coalition of, you know, people who are Muslims and people who are against all the LGBT indoctrination. as
1: As a Jew, as an American nationalist as well, and as a religious Zionist, I just want to put this out there and say this for everyone to hear Please do not sacrifice the culture of our country for Israel.
2: Yeah, exactly. Don't. Don't. Please don't.
1: (laughs) Don't fucking do it, okay? Because some Muslims have an issue with Israel, whatever. Nation of Islam are fucking Americans. They don't have any base in in other places. They make a hajj and go to Mecca, but that's it. That's a fucking Americanized version of a religion, and they vote okay yeah and the more that we act like that they they have nothing to do with the right wing then we're being stupid and we're we're really blocking out a whole bunch of people who could be a good voting base they're anti-vax they're yeah. anti-abortion they're yep. fucking definitely against the gay agenda and yep. I don't care about the other shit that I don't agree on because I don't care it's not something none of it affects me none of it whatever you'd be like yeah he, he thinks the Jews are crazy and this and that. I'm a Jew. I think Jews are crazy. I think <laughs> fucking people are crazy. You know, yeah. I mean, nowadays, the majority of people are crazy. So who's to say which, you know, like, oh, the, I'm mad at this guy because he noticed one group was crazy. I mean, it's it's, yeah.
4: it's, all it's down
1: to saving but... our country and we can argue about the foreign policy on another thing, you know, is a separate issue. But yeah. I, I feel like we're really overlooking uh, some people who could be political allies. They don't have to fucking come to your barbecue and hang out with your motherfucking ass. You know, <laughs> ain't got to be like, yeah. hey, uh, let me uh, have the whole nation of Islam come over to uh, party tonight. But yeah, I mean, when it, it, it comes to the voting <laughs> box.
3: It's going to be boring. <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: well, yeah, because gonna not gonna...
1: They are not going to drink. They don't need nothing, right? Now. Yeah,
2: it's going to be boring. <laughs> Well, I think the the other thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say the other issue that they have is, of course, the BDS boycott, sanction, divestment, and uh, it's such an overblown thing with with Jews on the right is is this notion that, uh, that that BDS is some kind of super powerful movement, and that if it's on college campuses, that basically it's just the Holocaust two and it's just it's so it's it's overblown because, like, I I again, I was like, uh, you know. First, I was like a a Zionist. Then I was kind of like didn't care, and now I don't want to say I'm anti. I guess I'm not really a Zionist because um, after uh, Netanyahu threw Trump under the bus, I was kind of like really just yeah. And then when I see how Israel handled the Vax thing, I'm like, well, that's not me. I don't want a part of that. This sort of like Uber, like like, oh, was it like nine percent
3: vaccination rate? Well, yeah, they forced it.
1: They're only counting the people who don't live over the green line because those people don't count yeah. in statistics and
3: shit.
2: like the size of New Jersey or something? Yeah, it's a very small country, but the, the fact that they basically said that in order to work at all, you have to be vaccinated, anything, in order to just, like, yeah. And I just said, that's, that's not, I don't agree with that. I'm not part of that. So, like, it kind of really just, like, made me not very uh, not very pro-Israel. I'm not anti. I'm basically just, just... I'm against the
1: government, you know? I'm against the Israeli government because, to me, the Israeli government is not in the least bit Zionist. Because I'm a religious Zionist. And religious Zionism is not the same thing as secular Zionism. Secular Zionism is like this political thing that's like, tries to give you a talking point that there's no gay bars in the Arab countries. Who gives a fuck? That's not a fucking point for why we should have Israel. Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East. the fucking Torah, all right? It says in the Torah, it says in the Bible, this is historically your land. God made a covenant and gave you this land. If you deny all that, I don't know what political bullshit you're making up for Zionism, but I don't have anything to do with it.
2: Yeah. And and, and on on top of that, they say it's the only democracy in the Middle East. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know how you two feel. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I was going to say, like, I mean, that's, that's supposed to be like a good thing. Like people say, what are you, some kind of like reactionary fascist against democracy? I'm like, well,
4: I
1: mean, it's like, uh,
2: you know, it depends. I, I mean, they you
1: want to say that uh, the mob rule is the great way to go. No, I mean, the fucking United States is a constitutional republic. That means we have, yeah, the people get to vote within this framework that we have yeah. established that this is the way that this country works. You can't go yeah, outside of that balance. framework and just, oh, let's let's vote to fucking you know kill all the fucking women, for example, or you know, or just vote yeah. to kill everybody, or vote to fucking you know do vote yeah. to kill everybody, or vote to fucking you know do some shit that's outside of the Constitution. And people forget yeah. that that this like, uh, a, demo- a direct democracy would literally be hell. And if you're a Democrat and you're a minority, you're the stupidest fucking person in the world, okay? Because if you want a direct democracy, the majority rules. So whatever you are and you're in your small group, you have no power. Who fucking cares what you think? Yeah,
3: I I appreciate the even, or the, I guess, perceived even representation that everybody has. And, um, but going back to the whole Israel thing, uh, I was talking to uh, an old coworker and uh, he was very pro-Israel and, you know, he was kind of like blindly pro-Israel, though. And I'm like, dude, all I really want is to not have endless tax dollars go to Israel. But that, and I don't think that's a crazy out-of-line thing to say. Right. And, uh, and it never occurred to him that endless tax dollars are going to fucking help Israel fight. And, you know, whatever but, but else. The
1: divorce part is, hold on, sir. Oscar, you know the yeah. thing, though. The, the real thing is not that we give endless tax dollars to Israel; is that we also give it to the Palestinians. So we're just perpetuating a fucking yeah. conflict. Well,
2: yeah. now we're giving it to Ukraine,
3: giving that endless tax. Like
2: I don't give a fuck, fuck about to... Ukraine. Why do I?
3: Yeah, fuck Ukraine. For all, all of, these countries. I, I I met like three Ukrainians in my whole life. Yeah, I mean, I say it, it...
1: fuck every other country. They don't deserve taxpayers' money. Nowhere in the fucking constitution did yeah. it say. And we're gonna pay taxes to other countries. These other countries don't have the fucking same yeah. freedoms, they don't have a fucking constitution, they don't have anything so a- why are we paying taxes to them? 'em? We're paying yeah, taxes to okay their
3: bullshit. Fighting fighting the drug war in the eighties. I wasn't okay with it fighting the fucking Taliban and I I don't like I don't want any of my tax dollars going to do that kind of thing. And like
1: Yeah. And for all and- the talk about like again, I'm against terrorism. I spoke at the yeah. march against Syria. I'm against Sharia law or any type of foreign law being imposed in the United States, right? But at the same time, I am not saying let's go and wipe out all extreme Islam from fucking, for example, Afghanistan. That's the way they live there. The fucking Taliban, that's their country, okay? They're the past two, they're the oldest fucking fucking tribe in the land. Why are we fucking going over there trying to destabilize every fucking thing? Take everybody yeah. out. I'm trying to make them go our way. They're not going was, to.
3: Yeah, well, uh, Gaddafi, like he kind of had those people in line. Why the fuck did we need to go over there? I mean, exactly. Saddam Hussein had his
2: people in line, and, yeah, and Saddam he was.
3: Hussein had his people in line. Like, I, I would, I feel like the, uh, the, the only thing that came out of that was, was that we got uh, Osama bin Laden. After that, like, I don't think we needed to stay and. And all kind of, that. cause my brother was in the military, and I, he he uh, he got deployed like around 2006, I think, and uh, that's kind of when I started to get political a little bit, cause my brother was you know engaged in this fucking war, and I was like, well, let me find out why he's fighting, and then nothing made sense. Every outlet, every everything I listened to, was like none of it made sense, and ever since then, I've just been very anti-giving foreign countries uh, tax money. I don't think that's a very extreme thing. Do you guys talk extreme. about
1: that in your songs a lot? You said something about a song about oh. n- against tax. What what like when you go out and these people are canceling you, like what kind of lyrics are you singing that they're fucking oh, getting so pissed about? So
3: oh, this so it's funny because all my lyrics, like I don't want to say they're cryptic or anything, but you have to be creative too. So not all of it's like just outright saying taxation is wrong or whatever. Um it wasn't the it wasn't my lyrics or anything that I said on stage that got me cancelled. It was my affiliation with Proud Boys that got me cancelled. Oh
4: and that's pretty much the main thing?
3: Yeah, yeah, that was that was the main thing. Like nobody bothered listening to what I actually had to say. It was just the affiliation. And I I haven't been part of a group in but I, I left the group in probably 2018, maybe. And because to me, it was just getting a little too JQ. And, like, I don't, like, it, it's annoying. It's, it's, I don't think it's, like, again, it's not a dangerous, because there's not white supremacists at every corner or anything. I just think it's a waste of energy and kind of childish. So I distanced myself from the group. And um, I still talk to a couple of the guys that, you know, it, it was a fun time and, it's you know, it was kind of cool to be around people who had, you know, similar beliefs and we were all sort of in the minority. But anyway, um, uh, one of the Proud Boys was a photographer. His name was uh, Kevin. He has a, he has a, he's actually a really good photographer. He's British, too. And um, anyway, I hired um, I hired him to photograph my band and I had a replacement drummer at the time who was kind of an idiot. But he was a left-wing idiot, and I feel like those are kind of the most dangerous ones because yeah, they, yeah. kind of they kind of, they kind of—they don't really like take in what they hear. They just kind of listen to it and regurgitate it. They don't really like filter it through anything in their mind. So, they don't anyway, process it. <laughs> what was that?
1: They don't—they don't even process it.
3: No, no, just goes one in ear, in in one ear and out their fucking mouth. So anyway, uh, Kevin. Uh, when he was photographing us, he was kind of like, you know, it was getting a little bit political and stuff. And then the the guy's name is Alex, who was in my band, who kind of started the whole thing. And uh, anyway, we were like talking and he was kind of getting uncomfortable. You know, for an idiot, anything that goes over your head is going to make you uncomfortable. So understandably so. We went on tour and um, conversations got political. And Again, I didn't feel like I was winning anything because I just kept ending every argument that he had. and It's like beating up a four-year-old. I'm not proud of it, you know? He's a fucking idiot to start with. So anyway, we get back from tour. He's super pissed at me. And then he finds a picture of all the L.A. Cowboys, and we're all posing, right? And, um, and then he sends me a Facebook message. He's like, hey, man, uh, what the fuck is this? And then I didn't comment on all I was like, Well, you know, it's it's whatever you think That's it is too. And then uh and then he goes, like, hey man, uh, you know, he he like kind of blackmails me too. It's fucking hilarious because I have some of his symbols still. And then he goes, Hey man, just give me back my symbols and and I won't tell anybody about this. <laughs> and I started laughing. I was what? like, Are you fucking serious? I was like, I don't want to be- tell
1: anybody about
3: what? this? What? Yeah, and I was like, dude, I don't want. I was gonna give your symbols back anyway. <laughs> and then anyway, wow. I, I I dropped them off at a mutual friend of ours houses uh, house, and uh, and then I was like, hey, dude, your symbols are at you know this guy's house. Go ahead and get them. And then he and he texts the group, the band uh, group chat, and then he says, hey guys, I gotta leave Saw crime because of uh, Oscar's affiliation with Crowdboys. And then you know what? I was like, hey man, well. You know, sorry, uh, it didn't turn out well for you, and uh, you're you're a great talent. And I wish you all the best. We're gonna keep moving on, and then he gets super pissed because we dared move on without him.
1: <laughs> so what he expected wow. you to like break up your band because, because of because it? of him?
3: Yeah, he, he expected the band to dissolve because he left. That's,
4: That's such a trip.
3: What did he play the drums? Yeah, he played the drums.
1: He's not even a musician. How does he think a no. band can't keep going on from him? A fucking machine. Uh, are you musician? saying
2: drummers aren't musicians? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm
3: just being an answer. If you count to four, you can play drums in a punk band. So, right.
1: I mean, yeah. If you can stomp in time. Yeah, exactly. Bump, bump,
3: bump, you can so, do it, bro. So, like, probably. Uh, uh he, the whole time, he's messaging me very threatening things, uh, and then. He like goes on his personal Facebook, shares the picture of me, and then that's when it all starts. I'm getting like calls, messages from a bunch of people telling me that like I'm a, I'm a Nazi, I'm a white supremacist, I'm gonna fuck people telling me that like I'm a, I'm a Nazi, I'm a white supremacist, I'm gonna fuck oh, you Jesus. up. I don't I don't wow. care who I don't care who you're with, if I see you I'm gonna fuck you and them up at this time my my then girlfriend now wife just uh, wait hold like, on okay, just just to I'm clarify
1: let's just and, just uh, just there, to clarify people... wait oscar yeah. um for people who are maybe listening on the audio of this replay or people whose screen isn't that good just clarify uh, you you're not white right
3: uh, <laughs> i uh, i appear to be white well I mean, to who? I mean, in the you're going to be white passing
2: because, like yeah. as they say, with as, as more Hispanics get into start voting GOP, they'll be added to the white uh, voting yeah. bloc. So we'll you're
4: white, white passing.
3: So, yeah. 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 Clarify for everybody who's not listening. Both my parents are Latin American immigrants. My my dad was born and raised uh, up until he was 16 in El Salvador. Uh, and my mom was born in Mexico, and she was brought over here when she was about six years old. So my parents are not native to the Americas, or uh, sorry, to, uh, to the United States. Uh, I'm first-generation American. I actually didn't speak English till I was about six. Because, okay. you know, it was, it, was, it was an all-Spanish-speaking home. I kind of picked up English in kindergarten. So, like, oh, I picked it up at so, home. So wait, aren't
1: they? Canadian isn't the left supposed to be protecting you?
3: no
2: because i i uh he's the brown face of white supremacy
3: yeah i'm the brown another face one. of white. Supremacy. yet
1: another one
3: yeah so like again and i'm not even that extreme i'm just i just think that like killing babies is wrong and and you know maybe you should have uh kids after you get married but that's fucking this is basic uh uh Crazy. logic
1: you're an extremist
2: basic yeah, decency right. You don't believe in screaming your. You don't believe in shouting your abortion and, and getting a bunch of coat hangers tattooed on you to celebrate abortion. Well, I, I
3: don't have what to kind of
2: fascist? If you saw me on the
3: street, I would like a punk rocker. Like so, I grew up in the hood, right? I grew up in in uh, East Palmdale mostly, but I kind of bounced around Southern California. I'm not. I didn't come from any kind of privilege. Uh, My dad, at the you know when I was a kid, was kind of a dirtbag, and he was an addict, and he was abusive. So my mom kind of left him. Single mom, five kids. We were like we were dirt poor, and um, and it's kind of an insult when people tell me that I sold out for the white man or something, because (laughs) my mom pulled herself and her five kids out of poverty on her own, and uh, and then I now pulled myself out of poverty as an adult. And, uh, and it's an insult when people tell me that because they think it's just easy if you just sell yourself out and then you get this instant success. Like, there's no, no hard work associated with not being poor. And that's and it's always an insult because, you know, not every... You know what I hate the fucking stereotype? Both stereotypes upset me is that Hispanics are lazy and, and Hispanics are hardworking. Because none of them fucking... <laughs> It, it's a, a kind of a broad sort of stereotype on, on both extremes. I think it's dumb because I met some some of both, you know? But anyway, uh, but yeah, we I'm not white at all. Like I have European ancestry and I have indigenous ancestry and like Northern African. So like, I'm kind of a mutt. Uh, basically, I'm the average Hispanic. Every Hispanic that you meet, if they're not visibly Black, or visibly white, they're going to be a mixture of indigenous and European. So, anyway, um, I'm a very average Hispanic, and I have these values that I kind of, you know, hold on to, and uh, they're not what right now, anyway, the punk rock uh, world accepts. And, And it upsets people, because not only am I a punk rocker who's, sort of uh, anti-PC and anti, you know, leftist extremism, but I also sing in a band and I play for people and express these things to, to other ears to listen to. And I think that's the most upsetting thing about the guy, or the, I think that was most upsetting to the guy that, you know, uh, threw me out there like that was, was I not only did I have these views, but I wasn't quiet about them either. But anyway, he put me out there just like out that. out of
1: curiosity, the drummer yeah. guy, who who, who who threw you under the bus for being canceled? Was it a white
3: yeah. dude? Hear this. This is fucking hilarious. This is the most funny thing of all. So uh, he's half white, half Mexican, right? He he looks like Edwin though. He has green <laughs> eyes, light hair. He's but only he's a fat fuck, and he's a bleaker burnout.
2: But and does he was- have hair? That's the important thing. That's the one thing I've been always jealous about. Uh, Hispanics and L- Latinos is um, that they always have this, this really full heads of hair. I've never seen any any. uh, his- uh not me, bro. Oh wow! Okay. You wear
1: a hat all the time. That's different. You wear a hat all the time.
2: Yeah, that's why <laughs> I wear a hat. Because I've seen them always with the most <laughs> like. All right,
1: we've, we've all been called Nazis here, and just to clarify, <laughs> yeah. Edwin, Edwin, yeah. you have some kind of little bit of, of Jew background
3: like you wouldn't be accepted oh I'm sorry go ahead this is where it gets funny so he's half white half Mexican he appears to be white Um, he's going on this whole thing about me being a Nazi white supremacist and all this shit he's been to jail for tagging and petty theft right so in California (laughs) when you go to jail they put you with your race so he's visibly white so but if you're half white half Mexican you can choose what race you can go to (laughs) So he says that he went with the Peckerwoods because he was visibly white and he needed to stay safe.
1: So well, at least like he's got some. Nazi.
2: Well, I mean, he's got common sense. I mean, I guess.
3: I mean, that's. that's
1: I don't know how me. much common sense you did to get in jail for petty theft, but yeah. One well, right? right.
3: Uh, also, he <laughs> stole he stole his drum set from a church. Yeah, that's that's really just. That's, That's really sick, right? I regret terrible. ever fucking having to join my band. Sorry, guys, shame, I got to But I'll be right back.
1: Okay. <laughs> now, I was just gonna say we've all been called like Nazis and stuff. But I mean, Edwin, do you think you would be accepted by a white supremacist Nazi organization, like if they were actually?
2: Well, I have. Okay, so my my theory about white supremacist organizations is that they simply are just FBI fronts. Maybe, maybe 20, 30, 40 years ago when, you know, you had your screwdrivers and your, your, your like white power bands with the tattoos um, and your white power record labels, maybe there was some more legitimacy to it. And those are real dudes uh, we have a few in the Detroit scene. We have we used to have a band called the Angry Arians. Yeah,
1: the Detroit scene, you used to. Yeah, I was going to say There right. must be a big scene up there back Right. The
2: they had bands like Angry Arians, Max Resist, um and Ooh, the guy the guy from the Angry Arians uh, humorously enough, he's just this he's his name is pissed Chris and uh he's now I don't know about now, now but five, 10 years ago, he was in a metal band called nocturnal uh, fear, which is named after the Celtic frost song, not fear of black people, nocturnal though. One could, what one could read into that. And um, he's just this like SSI kind of depressing dude. And it's right, like, um. uh, what's up? We're just talking about Detroit's white power scene. And um, <inaudible> so uh, basically that's, entirely fizzled out. There is no Detroit white power scene. The few dudes who were involved in the Detroit white power scene that haven't gone to prison that haven't proven to be FBI assets that are just normal dudes. Now, even if they hold some of those views are still are just normal dudes who just like do normal stuff. And if they were to, if I were to tell them, Oh yeah, by the way, uh, I'm a Russian Jew, they wouldn't really think much of it. You know, it's more just, do you support like I mean, I maybe mean, some would take it, maybe care. Most of them would just be like, "Well, whatever." As long as you're not some kind of like, um, you know, left wing progressive pushing LGBT kind of things, you'd see, you know, and um,
3: people telling me that like I'm a I'm a Nazi, I'm a white supremacist, I'm gonna fuck. Oh up. Jesus. I don't, I don't oh, care who um, I don't care who you're with. If I see you, I'm going to... Vote forget. to kill
1: everybody or vote to fucking, you know, do some shit that's outside of the Constitution. And people forget yeah. that. that like, uh, a, demo- a direct democracy would literally be
2: hell. And if you're only 100% apolitical and won't engage in that kind of stuff, you know. And um, so that pretty much, that scene is dead. So any kind of like, you know, white power... That's why they, that's why it's like they, they did such a good job killing that. I keep in mind 20 years ago, 20 years ago, I went to see Danzig at a place called Harpo's, which is if you live in New Jersey, Harpo's is like our version of city gardens, just like a shithole venue in a a really terrible part of the city where it's like, you got the hood on the outside and you got the skinheads on the inside. And I saw during a Danzig show, 20 guys raising their arms and Hitler salutes. And I wasn't offended like, oh, my God, like that's so, you know, I was like, all right, they're doing their Hitler salutes. I'm going to stay the hell away from those guys because they'll Hulk smash me if I, you know, get in their way. I'll let them do their thing. I'm going to watch the band and everything will be fine. So that's kind of like how I developed like this attitude, like whatever, you say what you want. I don't care. And 20 years later, here I am. This is fucked up. I go to a venue called The Sanctuary in Hamtramck. I had never stepped foot in there once, okay, ever, to see Raven. I don't know if you guys know Raven, old English heavy metal band from the okay. early 80s. Still around today. Yeah. Um a
1: bit British heavy metal style.
2: Yep, yep. And they're playing at this club. Now, this club looks like a basement, which is fine. It's designed to have that whole punk rock vibe. It's not. I mean, it is an officially sanctioned bar, but it's got the um, aesthetics and vibe of a basement. And of like a VFW hall. And so I had paid my money and gone in and seen two bands play and me and my buddy and my brother were jamming out. We were being respectful to everyone. We were like, yeah, first two bands, you guys rock totally hundred percent respectful air guitar and banging our heads, the whole deal. And then I get a tap on my shoulder from this guy that, that runs the door telling me like, I got to leave. And I said, well, what, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm just standing, having a good time. And it's simply because Stuff I posted on social media about politics, a reputation I have for being oh, this is for being some kind of pervert. Which I think maybe ten years ago I grabbed a girl's ass while drunk. If that girl wants me to apologize and buy her a drink because she felt uncomfortable, I will gladly do it. But I know that it's not about me apologizing to this one girl for doing that and saying sorry I was a drunk asshole and I shouldn't have done that. It's about this sort of like Chinese communist struggle session where. One apology isn't good enough. I have to like grovel on my knees to these people and, and to their whole belief system. And then I realized like in this club is, you know, they have signs on the wall that the rainbow flag with black lives matter. They have, um you know, club basically run by hipstery, like phony fake rocker people. And basically after seeing two bands, they didn't give me a refund. They just basically told me I had to leave and I had a whole crowd of people from the scene most of them who knew me, I hadn't met any of these people. So my face, I guess, is because I, I had a, a meme made out of me, this punks for Trump meme. I got this T-shirt, punks for Trump. And people made a couple really uh, cheesy memes. Didn't I give you one of those? You to
3: shared those memes.
2: Yeah, I shared the I, memes. But didn't, didn't I give here, you... I
1: remember Matt Forney had one of the shirts.
2: Yep, yep. And uh, again, you guys want one. I mean, you know, I still got a few left. And um, so my face gets around. And... Then there's this like crowd of people cheering that I'm getting kicked out of this bar. It's complete, like, you know, high school bully mentality. I'm like, fuck it, I don't care. 20 bucks. I really wanted to see Raven. That's the real kickers. I really wanted to see Raven. Uh, I didn't get to. It's I had to take a night off work because I work at night. So I had to actually take a night off work to do this. They kicked me out. They're like, some of these, some of the people clap or like clapping. It's mainly like girls and stuff. And, you know, child. I, yeah. I mean, I didn't flip out, you know, I wasn't drinking, got a drink. So I just kind of like, kind of my brother tried to argue with them about free speech. And I'm like, dude, these are the kind of people who think hate speech isn't free speech. You're not going to get anywhere with these people. It's not worth it. I blew them all a kiss and then kind of trotted off my friend. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. My friend told me that I handled it like way better than he would. And I'm like, what's it's not even worth it with these people. It's just that it happened to be at this specific club run by this specific crowd, and because that's who runs it, I'm kind of like screwed. And it's funny because I have friends who kind of.
1: Yeah.
2: What's that? Yeah, exactly. You're not, you're
1: welcome. not welcome there. Yeah.
2: Right, and um, and so um, it's funny. I have other friends on the scene who believe a lot of what I believe. They they don't openly say it, so you know, it's like I had to be like the face of like that getting tossed out. But I can guarantee with unequivocally that I had never even stepped foot in this place. And it was seriously just because of online drama and bullshit and like people talking and stuff. But um, yeah. And you know, it sucks because a lot, like some bands go there and another club called Smalls and I'm allegedly banned from, from the same, same kind of people run it and all that kind of nonsense. So when a cool band that I want to see comes to town, I have to like, dr- like I'm, I'm driving a couple hours to Grand Rapids to see the obsessed at the pyramid scheme, which is actually like a better club anyway. But just the fact that I have to like make these kind of concessions just to kind of like get, you know, just to see bands play because uh, 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 the, the skinhead problem's gone. There's no problem with like, you know, six foot four linebacker size skinheads covered in prison SS tattoos, clobbering people. So the next target is a five foot seven guy wearing a motorcycle jacket and a ZZ top t-shirt. Like, that, that's that's the next down the line, who, who you know, in, instead of um, beating up minorities and instead of, like, you know, talking about Zog, is, like, making, uh, you know, Don Rickles-style jokes, you know, and, and that's, like, a big oh, I saw
1: issue. I on your page. You're a fucking white supremacist. Right, exactly. He's green. What do you mean he's green? How is but, he white supremacist he's fucking green?
3: I got kicked off of Facebook for sharing an anti-censorship meme shortly after Donald Trump got banned from Twitter. Um, really? I put, this, this I've been kicked off Facebook so many okay.
1: times. What was I can't that? Even keep track. What I was that? Keep I said, I She said she got kicked so off. Much.
3: How many times she got kicked off Facebook? Right, so I posted this thing up and I this is probably verbatim. I wrote Um, just because it happens to your enemy doesn't mean it's okay. And, uh, probably 10 minutes later, I get a notification saying my Facebook privileges have been removed and all kinds of shit. So I probably got reported by one of my alleged friends on Facebook and, uh, and I leave Facebook since. you always gotta. It
2: sucks. You have to vet people now. You want you think oh because I just accept everybody. I mean, someone wants a Facebook friend request. The problem is that you make friends with people because your interests are one thing. Uh, you know, you're big into like music or movies and stuff, and then you find out that they don't like the stuff you're saying about politics and thing and culturally, and then they just decide. Oh my god, like I can't believe I made friend. I mean, I I mean some people have messaged me privately and they said like where do you stand politically? And I go, oh, you know, I mean, I kind of hem and haw and get the whole, like, I don't have a label for it. I just kind of like this and that. They're like, who'd you vote for? I go, I voted for Donald Trump, instant block.
1: Yeah. 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 And that's how, that's but so what, um, I'm going to try, let's try and envelop this conversation because we really could go sure. on forever. Oh, yeah. focus on what do you guys think we could do about this? Can we start a separate scene that's uh, punk and metal and everything that's for right-wing people? Uh, Hussein Hill talked about a couple of bands and then some little scene that was called E-Punk that popped up for a while or something like that. But I mean, in the real world, like for example, like you said, when you go to shows and you're getting kicked out of shit, how? I mean, do we have to all come up with enough money to buy a fucking venue? Or can, is there, like, a way to, to go around this where our side of shit, like, bands like Thought Crime, bands like Bleach Battalion, bands like the Liberty Seeds and shit can still fucking yeah. do something and get along without this bullshit where you're like, yeah, you're going to get kicked out or else I played at a place where the guy uh, let us play our set, but at the end, he fucking tried to intimidate us and told us to never come back to his fucking club, you know?
2: You know well. I I was going to say, I have two answers to that question. Yeah. One, in Detroit, we do have clubs like the Token Lounge, like Diesel, and other various clubs scattered in Detroit and in the Detroit metro area that are thoroughly 100% apolitical. Thoroughly 100% apolitical and won't engage in that kind of stuff and just want your money. So, assuming your band isn't a screwdriver cover band, as long as you're not that, um, they'll let you play. Well,
1: I mean, we just did one, does that count?
2: <laughs> well, okay, let's say let's put it this way, a post nineteen eighty two screwdriver cover band. If you play songs like Antisocial and I don't like you, that's probably more acceptable. But if uh, you start we did singing Boots
1: and Braces Boots and Braces came out in eighty five, so I guess I'm evil. But Uh-oh.
2: Uh oh <laughs> But I think you get my point. If you're singing but the other answer to your question is um what you're saying is already happening. Um, I, I don't, I'm not going to name names whatsoever because this is going on a thing. But if you happen to have certain views that are either, whether it's libertarian, whether it's nationalist, whether it's populist, whether it's quasi reactionary, even if fascist, um, there is another, there, there are secret little, cl- there are like little shows that are word of mouth that are in like, areas where most of the like that kind of crowd that's against that wouldn't go um, or at people's backyards or in people's basements. We just don't talk about it on Facebook. It's like flight club. You just don't talk about it. I mean, I'm talking about it, but I'm only yeah, talking like, about like, it in like, vague terms.
1: Yeah, like, yeah I, I get what you're saying. On, and at like a DIY level, you know, we've done house shows and, and stuff like that, of course, before um, I wouldn't, you know, personally, I would say dealing with fascists, they kind of have their own network.
2: Yeah. When I say fascist, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, like, white power or 1488 Nazis. I'm talking about, like, your Pinochet, kind of, like, reaction. I guess reactionary is a better term than fascist. Yeah. Not
1: a fascist, but he was just more of a authoritarian capitalist neoliberal on sure
2: well not neo i mean yeah i mean i'm saying anyone who's not a i guess i should make it more clear and there's a scene for people who are not down the line progressives to go and right. and people set up backyard parties and they set up basement shows and they do stuff at clubs that are not as like well known or known for that kind of stuff because they know that like so, some kid in like the hipster area of Detroit, uh, from Hamtramck, because that's the hipster area, and like hipster, par- hipster parts of Detroit isn't going to make a trek to bumfuck nowhere to check out a group of bands, you know, in some like w- local watering hole that's usually reserved for like you know the Hicks of the local area. That's that kind of deal.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, also, like, we've done shows at VFWs and stuff like that, but it just seems so disparate and and so, like, not uh, cohesive. Uh, maybe I mean, maybe I need to start a record label for these type of acts or, or, or something like that. But it seems like there should be something that people who are new to it, that you don't have to know the code word and knock on the door <laughs> and and stuff, you know, to, to get in and know somebody enough to go to their backyard show and stuff like that. Right, you know, right. Yeah, it's, certainly. It's, you what know, the, the regular what punk it? scene, when kids come up and they're 18 and 20 and they're going out to shit and they're fucking want to go to stuff. Where, where's that for, for people who don't want to chop up their fucking babies? You know, I don't think we should have to be, you know, 40 years old and you have to know a guy and shit. It makes it too shitty right. in my eyes. So right. That's true
3: too. What Thought Prime did, we, we, we used our practice space as a music venue. So like our last, like four or five shows were at that venue and it luckily it's okay. like a two car garage. So it's, it's really small. So it's, it's really intimate. Um, but we did our own record label, which is basically just an Instagram page, and, and that's it. But um, the problem with like splitting up the scene, like having like a scene civil war or something, is that it's gonna. There's always gonna. One of them's always gonna be looked at as the generic version of the other one. Right. Cause, like, cause, like Parler is just the generic version of Facebook. And, oh right. Like I like I used Parler for a little while, and I tried using um. What was the other one? The, the YouTube one, Rumble. Yeah, I oh, to... oh. Um, I'm, I'm on Rumble. Really... Yeah,
1: I don't I use it I but... to navigate.
3: I, I can't upload previously edited videos to it and everything. So it, it's always going to be, like, just one tier under it, always. So um, I think eventually it's going to be, like, how, you know, in the, in the 60s, you know, gays were fighting for their rights. And, you know, I'm not comparing that to gays or anything, but... <laughs> Um, they were just as dumb as as right wingers of punk rock. So like, it's making our own thing does sound cool. Like I do feel like there should be places where you can go uh, at a free safe space, so to speak, which is, sounds. Yeah, fucking I mean, not even insane. a not even
1: where it has to be like safe where all well, these other people are not welcome. Like, because maybe yeah. they want to come and learn about it, right? But what yeah. I'm just saying is where we're not fucking. Tossed out, fucking yeah, yeah, tossed out, facing fucking well, we bullshit We, threats,
3: you we know? went back to paper flyers. We gave them to our friends. We put them up on fucking lampposts. And fit. We did that. So it's kind of that's good. Circle back good. to the DIY ethic because the reason in the beginning punk rockers did it DIY is because nobody really, nobody really gave a fuck about punk rock back in the late seventies or anything. It would I mean the Ramones and the Sex Pistols and maybe MC Five were like. You know, right, a few
2: a few key major label bands like the Dead Boys got a little bit of a push, but most bands had yeah. to basically just kind of grind it out on their own.
3: Yeah, right. and I think we're gonna get back to a uh, a time uh, that punk rockers are printing out fucking uh, their own flyers. Like we, everything Pop Ryan has ever done has been DIY, and um, we we have, we were on like this little TV Ball record label, but the guy who owned it unfortunately passed. Oh. and it yeah. kind of, like, you know, fizzled out, but we're, we did all our own recording. Like, well, obviously, we're not as talented as a fucking Iron Maiden or something, so we're not going <laughs> to fucking get the attention of major labels, but...
1: Right, really, yeah, yeah, that's, it, that's yeah. Not, exactly. I understand that. I'm not talking yeah. about, like, let's go legit like mainstream, the... but I want it to be DIY but not shitty, I guess is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, you because
3: know? there's plenty of good <laughs> DIY venues out there, only they're really exclusive and really, like... Uh, they're, they're they're they've become like a cool kids club around where you know around the la same uh, thing same
2: thing in here same thing here like yeah. uh, again there's a, there's a few cool clubs where they don't care you know and it's just about bands and having shows and but yeah like it, it the the clubs I mentioned are definitely this is sort of like uh, you have to have these these views, or you're not know, allowed yeah. to express these views. And it's just, it's
3: like in San Francisco, or is it uh, Oakland? There's a the, the the 924 Gilman Street venue. Oh, God, that's what that all that
2: shit all started. On the door, it says no homophobia,
3: no racism, no fascism. There's a bunch of shit you can't do before you walk in there. Well, anyone, already done,
2: if anyone's wondering how punk got to where it is today. Yes, there were left-wing bands even during 70s punk and early hardcore. There, of course, were left-wing bands. You had your Dead Kennedys. You had your Crass. You had The Clash. You had Maximum Rock and Roll. But the but if anyone really wants trivia, I mean, I'm, you know, is was wondering how to get, get this far where it went from just, like, being, you know, a little bit of socialism or, you know, this whatever talk of, to this sort of, like, super hyper-progressive thing. Gilman. Not 924 Gilman Street is where it all came from because it was the only yes. thing. It was, like, what is it open California? Every other place around the entire country was just like, here's our you know, like little, little shithole club, and any band that wants to play can. And uh, I mean, like, oh, wait, as
1: long as you provide a lyric sheet and there's no homophobia, yeah. racism. Um, well, that's I a filament. I'm saying, you know, a guy invited us. And this was our other band, the Mellow Band, Grave Mist. We were doing, you know, I don't know if you guys have really listened to Grave Mist, but it's Mellow. It's like Lounge, Rockabilly, Americana. And they, for some reason, invited us to play at Gilman. And so they said, well, you have to send us a lyric sheet or your CD or something like that. So we just sent them the CD, which got the lyrics in it and I, frankly I said you know they're, they're not going to like this it's got a fucking uh, rebel flag yeah. you know they're, they're well yeah we got a rebel flag, flag. on it None of the lyrics were political in the least bit and obviously we're an interracial band there wasn't going to be anything racist on it we didn't yeah. sing about sexuality or politics and that we sing about like ghosts and being on the road and traveling Americana right. topics you know yeah. and uh, nope no Gilman for Graveness you know and I said I, I told you I told you another thing they have at a uh, punk rock
0: We're having the intermission.' be back shortly. I have to apologize we had a little technical glitch and apparently during the stream it kind of skipped a little bit and um it looks like we skipped a segment so i'm it's gonna seem a little disjointed in the flow of things um but i'm gonna go back and play that clip and
2: uh then move forward from where we were, you know, and um, so that pretty much that scene is dead. So any kind of like, you know, white power, that's why they, that's why it's like they, they did such a good job killing that. I keep in mind 20 years ago, 20 years ago, I went to see Dan's. They get a place called Harpo's, which is, if you live in New Jersey, Harpo's is like our version of city gardens, just like a shithole venue in a, a really terrible part of the city where it's like, you got the hood on the outside and you got the skinheads on the inside. And I saw during a Danzig show, 20 guys raising their arms and Hitler salutes. And I wasn't offended. Like, Oh my God. Like that's so, you know, I was like, all right, they're doing their Hitler salutes.
0: I apologize again. Some more technical difficulties. We actually did play that section, I guess. So we're just going to go ahead (laughs) and uh, move forward in a moment. We're going to go back very briefly to the intermission, and um, then we'll return to carry on where we picked uh, to where we left off.
1: They invited Bleach Battalion to play that, and then at the last minute, canceled us. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Yeah, I guess that you that you guys
2: were that band. And punk rock bowling—that's pretty prestigious. That's like a big gig. We played.
3: Yeah, we played a, a we non. Played, we played, we played, played a non-sanctioned out.
4: gig.
3: We, we played a non-sanctioned gig at punk rock bowling, and it was kind of a mess. So. <laughs> it, it's not. Uh, it's not that great. I've been to punk rock bowling like three times. It's just a fucking mess, dude. Like, is it really
1: you think, well maybe I'm it's glad it's, I didn't go we had another one at the I forget what it was called the hideout or someplace and they again like uh it was it was on but then it wasn't all of a sudden because uh, of re- reasons reasons you know? yeah they did
2: a, they did a Google search and then decided that they were, yeah right, it's well,
1: yeah and and our Google search is fucked up because we got some antifa guy who he had a regular skinhead blog. He said, I want to interview on email. And then he went and he did it. I answered an interview on email and he edited everything I said. Uh, and then put his own commentary after it. He chopped out parts of what I said, uh, put in some other wow. shit, you know, and that comes up because it's on Blogspot. And it's like wow. a big, he tagged it up a bleach battalion. So when you Why did you
2: do people, an interview with an Antifa guy anyway? You know, he, would be, he wouldn't wasn't take it. No,
1: he had a regular blog. He had oh, a regular he didn't.
2: Blog. You didn't know that no, he was
1: he a skinhead blog. It looked like a regular skinhead blog. Oh, okay, and gotcha. And he started interviewing people and basically fucking us all over. He interviewed me and Immoral Discipline and Immoral Discipline went on there and said, hey, take this fucking interview down. This is not what I said to you. And also I didn't tell yeah. you, you could put all our albums up here for free download. And, uh, you know, and then uh, uh, a couple other bands had the same issue with the guy where he said, Oh, yeah, I run his Oi blog and it looked like Oi. And now you go to his site and it's got something along the side against religion. Like it's got a cross and a game to beat and a crescent star, fuck all religions, and, and yeah. all this shit that shows what he's about now. But initially, he did, he made a bunch of bullshit interviews with different bands that he considered, I guess, right wing and edited the fuck out of it to make us look crazy. You know, wow. and so it's still, and we couldn't get them to take it down off of uh, blogs. But we contacted Google. And, you know, Google doesn't give a fuck about anything. Oh yeah. So they, they're not going to take it down. They go, well, you know, I said, well, it has a picture of me. First of all, that's not the picture that I sent the guy. He took a picture out of my personal MySpace page that I had of myself, oh, not of the band. You know, and anyway, but just just shit like that, you know. So and like you said, they search Google and. Google is like the most fucking liberal fucking filter thing. And you can, and people don't realize how Google works and how it shows things to them in their own framework and their own algorithm. Because if I search certain things all the time, it's going to show me that term related to things that I normally search. So nobody understands it. And then they're going to go and look at it and whatever they find about you that's bad, they're going to believe it and they're not going to come back to you to verify.
3: Right. Certainly. that, that, That facilitates people to live in a bubble. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, and I try not to live in a conservative or right-wing bubble either. Like, I purposely type in things just to throw off the algorithm so I don't get these filters into my... Into I do my the same person. thing. Yeah. I do
1: the same. I do, like, uh, rainbow dancing frogs. Just throw it yeah. off just so, um, yeah. some random terms to confuse it.
3: So, uh, oh, yeah. I'm kind of, <laughs> so oh, God. This is, this is kind of off-subject, but... um. I actually went to the KKK website. Oh, I don't God. Know if I've of the official KKK website?
4: Yeah.
3: Yes. I actually went there because, look, I was getting accused of being KKK sympathizer, whatever, right? So so I, I actually tried to go to the KKK website. I typed it in, in Google, Food Plus Plan website. And I didn't even get the real website until, like, the second page of results. Jesus. So I mean, not
0: exactly. I mean, that... exactly. I mean I, I've never. So again,
3: I'm okay with that, like, I, cause I don't really give a fuck about the KKK, like, there's, there's like five of them left, I think. So like, right. I go, they don't mean shit, they don't control shit. But anyway, I go on the KKK website, finally find it, and then just for kicks, I like filled out an application because I'm like used to it. So I, and, and immediately I didn't qualify because I come from Hispanic heritage.
2: The KKK still cares, still cares about that? I thought the KKK was more was kind of like trying to like soften its thing up. Well, you know, you're white passing good enough. Or no, no is that not the case?
3: Uh, it's only, that, that was a thing uh, in some groups probably. They only accept Anglo, Anglo, Germanic, and um, what's the other one? Uh, well, you Anglo, can't even Germanic, be a Catholic Italian. Celtics? And, what was that? Celtics? Well, that would be considered Anglo. Okay. Fuck um, uh, 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 Nordic.
2: Nordic. Oh, okay.
3: Could only be those three things. Be, uh, they're, they're trepidatious of Slavic people because they could be Jewish.
2: Really? They don't even sell Slavs. Huh? They, they don't even. Wow! Wow! Slavs
3: are. I think
1: they,
2: they allow are... that,
3: but they're yeah. like the. They're like the move from from white. Uh,
1: Slavs are black.
3: So,
2: so Slavs basically get to be like, wow, Slavs even even in in white circle, Slavs are like at the at the bottom.
1: Fucking smoke cools. Okay, first of all, all Slavs smoke fucking menthol. Slavs are black as fuck. You ever meet a Slav motherfucker? He's he's into some fucking booty music and some fucking malt liquor and some anything that's a stereotype of black people. The motherfucking Slavs are into it.
2: Well, I mean, my my parents are from Russia, so I technically count as a Slav myself. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Then I really shouldn't be being called a racist because if I'm like, you know, if I'm
3: like the the hood white, then like people really. um, But, Yeah, apparently the KKK only takes Nordic, Germanic, and Anglo. Wow.
4: Yeah. Yeah, That's the bound
3: of like Eastern European, like Polish. Uh, Czech, uh, and Slovene or whatever.
1: Well, first of so, all, they don't accept Catholics. And most of those groups you're talking about tend to be
2: Catholic. Yeah,
3: yeah. They're either Orthodox or Catholic. Mm-hmm.
1: So,
2: but anyway. I, I had no idea the KKK had such like strict, had, had such like a high standard in 2022. That's just amazing I to did, me. I did that
3: around 2018.
2: Oh, okay, four years ago. I didn't realize four years ago they had such a, like, yeah. such a tight, rigid, yeah. like.
3: Because like, 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 I'm, okay. I'm getting accused of all this stuff, right? And then I'm yeah. like, you know what? Let me, let me just for kicks like, try this out. <laughs> and it was. It's actually this, hilarious. Like, people people aren't even That's open-minded right. enough to, to do these kind of things, like a little experiment to, you know, just to see, like, who gives a fuck, you know? Well, I mean, I, if the only reason I would not
2: do something like that is just because of how, uh, yeah, yeah, that kind of deal. Like they look at your search history, and I don't want to mess with that. But, um, yeah, I mean, ten year the ten. Oh yeah, that's true. It's true. It's just, um, yeah, I just never. But yeah, regardless, I mean, I've been called a certain. Actually, Natasha, you know, you know, a certain fifty-something-year-old. Uh, Skinhead from our scene who calls me the Jewish Nazi and, um, you know, he he t- he tells people it's kind of funny. You know, you know what I'm talking about. It's,
1: okay, the the guy, the one from
2: Detroit. Is it well? It's not now. He's in, he's in Hamtramck. I mean, uh, oh, certain.
1: Yeah. Okay. What that whole I, thing? is mean... called Detroit to me.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he tells people I'm the Jewish Nazi. It's really annoying. It's like he he finds it amusing, but it's kind of like the more he says it, the more, you know, the diff- more difficult it is for me to, like, just walk around in a, in a place, like, just to go see a show, you know, because you go into a – let's say you do go into a bar that isn't run by some of these, like – ridiculous hipster people, ridiculous, woke, progressive hipster people, but then you see some other people and it's like, oh shit, now it's going to be like awkward and, and, and yeah. it's going to be drama. You need to gang up,
1: bro.
3: You need to gang up. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 Right. Run with the crew.
3: Part of this, I think part of this whole, uh, uh, what you were saying earlier in the about like, what do we do about the scene? How it, if there is no unifying, then everybody just kind of has to do it. DIY. Like on this, you know, on a case-by-case basis, I guess, because, like, again, even the right is extremely fractured. There's, there's no just being right. Although the left likes to pretend that the right is just some big monolith, there's...
0: If I narrow this down, basically, white people...
3: There's, there's no just being right. Although the left likes to pretend that the right is just some big monolith, there's super, it's very, fra- I would argue it's more fractured than the left because the left, Definitely. because if you consider yourself a progressive and you have one uh, value that's not in line with the rest of them, you're kicked out of the whole thing. Whereas right. if you're on the right and you're like, oh, well, I'm a Catholic and the other one's, oh, well, I'm a Christian. You can still get along. Or even Jewish, right. for that matter, you can still get along. I, I've met conservative Muslims who mm-hmm. are like very, you know, pro-America and stuff, and Muslim is just like a religious thing to them. So the right, right, I would argue, more fractured, more intersectional than than anything that the left has to offer. I agree. So I think it just does. I mean, what does the right always embrace? It's the individual over the collective, and I think that if we can you know, on a band by band or whatever thing that you have to contribute to punk rock, I think if you, on an individual basis, are able to make that happen on your own, there's gonna be somewhere to, um, to express that in, in any creative well, or intellectual the, way.
2: Well, the other thing with the problem with making a collective sort of right collective, which is, is always gonna be the case, is let's say you do a show with like a, a few bands and you invite some boy band on and like one of them happens to have a member who's in another band who happens to like he himself happens to be like in some kind of white power band. You know, yeah. you have to then make this decision. Do I play the leftist game of canceling this band to show that we don't support this or do I just say, fuck it, free speech, who cares, let this band play and the, and, and let the dominoes fall where they may. And then, yeah. and then what's even worse is that, let's say you do go that route, you're like, all right, fuck it, let's just have whoever play. And then all of a sudden your crew is hanging out with Billy Bob Joe from – The you know, glory, glorious Aryan stomper boys, and like you're just like, Well, no, you know, you know, we're just hanging out having a beer. I mean, I don't agree with what the guy says, like, yeah, but you know, he's in that band and now you're associated, and then you're permanently tainted. And it's like, that's that's an issue in all these scenes. Like, you know, the biggest one was when me and a friend of mine were trying to go see this black metal band called Horna in Los Angeles, and Horna is totally apolitical. They're, I mean, they're they Sing
3: and in finished, so you can't understand what the you're saying. Uh, sorry, and sorry, guys, I got a I got a, I gotta Pee again I'm <laughs> the bladder of a ten year old, but I'm gonna you guys with me. Alright. Maybe we can watch. Yeah. And uh,
2: and they had some tech and they had some like connection. You know, one of the guys in this project with this guy, and all of a sudden, uh you know, Metal Sucks.com posts that blah, blah, blah from Hornah was in this band, or he had, he had this connection with this guy and played in this project with this guy. And next thing you know, Antifa are, like, calling up clubs and, like, can't, you know, they're threatening clubs and trying to cancel one show after another, after another, after another. And, and fortunately, I mean, in Los Angeles, we got to see our show, but they had to move it from a, one venue to another uh, at the last minute because they, wanted, they didn't want to... Um, you know, they, they didn't want the show to be canceled, but the, the bottom line is is that how, where do you draw the line for people on the right? Like, Do you just say fuck it except everyone who cares about optics, who gives a shit? We'll, we'll put on a screwdriver cover band. We'll put on a brutal attack cover band who gives a shit, and then we'll put them on with – you Know a, a, a regular, you know, non political oi band or a hardcore band or a metal band, or do you actually do the leftist because it? Because the more you, the one the st- second you start canceling, the second you start drawing a line and saying, Well, you can't have this, which is like it can't be too racist, you can't be too this, then you essentially are playing the game the way the left plays it, and that's 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 where I wonder. Like, me personally, me if I had a club and I wouldn't give a shit. I'd be like, I put on a crass crass style anarcho, you know, left wing anarcho punk band and a, and a right wing white power oi band, and I'd be like, ah, yeah, whatever, man. Like, you know, your crowds, you know, you better keep the blood off the floor and uh, and you know, whatever happens, happens, and don't sue me. But other people would be like, how can you know that's that's horrible? You're you know, you're you're giving a voice to these people. So that's the question: where do you draw the line uh, in starting a right wing or? Even just free speech space—do you let everyone in, or do you still? Well, did, does it I, have, think yeah?
1: I think what you do is, um, you know, because I look at it like this: I'm a, a, a fan of wearing plates instead of having gun control, right? Sure. If you're scared somebody's going to shoot you, don't take away their guns. Wear a plate. Wear protection. Wear a helmet, right? So wear a gun I'm, yourself. I'm, carry carry right, guns so yourself that too so what i'm thinking about with what you're talking about is where you shield yourself from that neo-nazi element by just shielding yourself from include a bunch of shit that they won't like and they'll have to deal with it you know a bunch of christian pro israel bands make sure that you're open to people who are not white that are on the same thing you know have a sure. at your club you can have a fucking black preacher do a thing against fucking abortion one night event and you mix that up enough in it and nazis are not going to really want
3: to fucking come around i mean so, sure I would, enough i would argue that you know both of you guys are jewish i next actually unless give us a do you think a genuine white supremacist would want to be a part of what we're doing like, sure. can you imagine, yeah. like, imagine a white supremacist is like, hey man, we've to keep speed line You two, two Jews and a Mexican are throwing you, you guys in? Well, I guess, again... That's what I'm it, saying. It, if
1: you kind of turn them off in the beginning, yeah. you don't have to worry about them too much, you know?
2: Right, but... but
1: How many of them he, are there?
2: You know, yeah, the there's not... Like I said, most, most white power people that are part of organizations or feds, whenever you see something like that and they got the masks on and and um, the you know the uniformity not that they're feds, but if there are legitimate like pro white again again pro white isn't necessarily neo Nazi there could be pro white skinheads who yeah. are neo Nazis they they're they're pro white right. but they're not associated with they don't they they don't like the Austrian painter because uh, he's a vegetarian and 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 he doesn't drink and you know um, and <laughs> like you know they would very much have no problem. Like to to answer your question, Oscar, in in 2022, it's not like it was in like 1992. Obviously in 1992, brutal attack and angry Aryans aren't going to play in a bill with, um, I don't know, dropkick Murphys. (laughs) Yeah, Bleach Battalion. But in 2022, it's not the same thing that you have people who are like, yeah, well, you know, I don't care. I'll play with anybody. I mean, I I know people who associate with the more like third positionist, Fascist and neo-Nazi, if not explicitly neo-Nazi, they're not exactly like hardcore against it. And they listen to shit like Bob Dylan and they listen to rap. I mean, you know, it's not it. This is this in this era, day and age, um, it's changed to where like people aren't as like this hard line like ah, oh, if it's not it's not you know the if it's if it's not white it ain't right kind of like thing that was going on thirty years ago. I mean, that just is like you that's saying, dead.
1: You're saying that the the white side has gotten less purist even though the KKK yeah. may still have their requirements or whatever but just as a scene in general you're saying they've become less of a purity spiral over the last several years. Well
2: yeah, I mean look when we saw Horná if Horná do have some sort of tenuous Nazi connection, they sure as hell did not have an issue playing in front of a crowd of Mexicans I mean you go to a Mexican sh- a metal show in Los Angeles you know, and you're white, you'll or be a minority, anywhere. right? Right. Anywhere. Well, i
1: I've, no, Me- I've never been to a metal show that wasn't full of Mexicans.
2: Well, <laughs> in in I mean in Detroit, in in places that are, aren't as many Mexicans, it's gonna be more white people. But in oh, I don't know about La-San- Detroit,
1: but Chicago is like a little Mexico, and everybody at the metal. Show oh, really? I I wasn't
2: because like yeah, it <laughs> when we went to see um yeah you see Horna the black metal band allegedly white power allegedly white power um and not you know uh. What's the word? Um, Sympathizers. No, no, they're they're not. I mean, it's associated with NSBM, but allegedly sympathizing with that. And they're playing in front of a crowd of Mexicans. Like, obviously, they don't have... If they don't have a problem with it, then, like, it's not really, like, that
4: big of an issue for bands.
2: Right, exactly. So, in this day and age, pro-white bands are not like they were 30 years ago, where they're, like, you know is like card carrying, boot stomping, Aryan so nations.
1: Hold on. Let me,
0: let me, if I narrow this down, basically white people. If I narrow this down, basically white people are, are
1: really, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but you're essentially <laughs> saying that white people are being eliminated because even the white supremacists don't even care about keeping it white anymore.
2: I mean, I, I am not as obsessed with, I mean, I do think that there is like the, the. I think they, I, they had the United States, um, the, the left especially had the idea of migration replacement where they were trying, where it was, you know, the, the, especially the far left, like ADL and SPLC love the idea of whites becoming a minority. um, But in, the last few years with uh, Hispanic Americans moving more towards the GOP, I think they're kind of rethinking that strategy because initially it was like bring in as many Mexicans as we can to, because they'll vote Democrat and they, like, well, the like cut mainstream
1: generation.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then the, um, and then the, the GOP, like the, 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 neocon business GOP that doesn't, that only cares about money is like, we'll, we'll bring them in and just use them as cheap labor um, you know, like you're, you know, obviously Jeb Bush and it's pronounced mole and that shit. Um, but now that like that Hispanic Americans are moving more towards the GOP, I think they are rethinking that. So a lot of like the, the future of like white whiteness in America is going to be like people just being, I don't know, like slightly more Brown and intermixing. And it's going to become another thing where just like the Irish came over Yeah, cultural culturally white, I guess. But um like what's that?
3: I I didn't what I didn't hear you. Italians weren't considered white until they started doing something. You weren't
1: considered white until they started doing
2: what? Oh oh you weren't considered white until you had the wrong views on stuff.
3: Yeah, like for example, like white or sorry, Italians started to move to the suburbs, they started to get good jobs. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, oh,
1: yeah. They become white after they assimilate to a
3: certain point. And that's kind of what's happening with Hispanics right now. We were originally brought over here as labor, and you know, and basically um, uh, progressive placings. And now we're like, hey, you know what? We're not your plaything. We're not your fucking pet, We're not going to just sit and pick fruit all day. We're gonna fucking contribute to society in a much bigger way than what the progressives think that we can contribute. It was just like Kelly Osborne had that, uh, that Freudian slip where she was like, "Oh yeah, if you don't bring Mexicans over, who's gonna clean your toilets <laughs> and shit?" She said that. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Woo! Wow. That's I don't remember spicy. that. That's that's yeah. That's I pretty.
1: Didn't, I didn't hear that one either. That's spicy.
3: That's intense. She was a long time ago, she's like, "Yeah, if you don't let his we over, who's gonna clean your toilet? All kind of shit." Yeah, like, I remember. Some,
1: somebody, said something was, like that. Yeah,
3: the progressive, you know. And Amazing. She, you know, they like,
1: tell on themselves.
3: So now they're like business owners, and you know they work on Wall Street and shit. I, I would argue, like within ten years, they're gonna call it all white. Like, just by by default because that's what happened with Italians, that's what happened with Irish people they weren't considered white uh, you heard the fucking Elvis Costello song <laughs> that's, that's what they called Irish people And uh, it, Oliver's Army he refers to, to Irish people as white niggers if you will
2: you have to bleep that out <laughs> Uh, oh,
1: yeah, yeah. No, probably not. No, it's it's in context. It's fine. Yeah, um, I
2: mean,
1: that's, yeah very, no, I mean, I that's mean, it's true. Um, I, you know, <laughs> like, I'll, um, I'll maybe, leave my uh, commentary
3: about the group yeah. off the show. I'm going to say I don't care. <laughs> Honestly, I, don't care. Like, I, I repeated the lyrics. It's fine. But I think eventually we're the the of what white is—it's always been a morph. And uh, like right now, there's like a phrase or there's a, there's a classification called white Hispanic. I don't know if
1: I'm sorry, you're breaking it up a little bit. It's called white what?
3: White Hispanic.
1: White Hispanics.
3: There's a, there's a I've heard
1: that. I've heard that.
3: I think it's on Wikipedia now, if I'm not mistaken, but. It's called white Hispanics. it's basically Hispanics who are, uh, who appear to be white and have, like, Republican values and some shit. So... so if you change
1: your outfit, well, my, it, you would be considered more ethnic if you changed your outfit and your politics.
3: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's all bullshit because, like, I think racial... I think race is, is just as... Uh, Meaningless as like hair color, so the way I look at all of this, this restructuring of of race is just really uh, cultural thing. And I remember uh, we we were in a campus with Jason, and Jason like told me that I was obsessed with race or something, but I'm just obsessed with culture. Culture is way more important me to me than race. And uh
1: you know yeah, I agree. I think culture is infinitely more yeah. important than race. I mean, while I am at the same thing where race is real, it exists. I'm not one of those people that's like we're all just one thing because there are obvious genetic differences, and, and, and like all, that doesn't yeah, mean. Yeah, people, but it doesn't mean that people. one is better than the other. You know, mm-hmm. people think that you think race is real that that you believe they're in a hierarchy or something. Well, right. I don't believe it. I believe they're all different and unique, and that each one was suited for the place that they've been you know accustomed to and they created their culture
3: yeah and cultural differences they're definitely totally reflective of your DNA to a certain degree but the interesting thing about the American experiment is that I have more in common with Natasha than I do with let's say Once we get over this whole race thing, is when we'll really start to see actual progress. Hey, listen, guys, um,
2: I do have to get going now because I gotta go to work. Oh, yeah, um, so it's been real hanging. Um,
1: thank you for coming. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, anytime you want me back on, me you know, I'll be on. I'll be a, a I'm down. Um, thanks for having me on. It's a lot of fun. Um Now I'm gonna go do not some fun stuff.
1: All right. Well, thank you very much to Edwin, and I will put his uh, links in the description when it's done. See you later, yeah. man. Thank you. See ya. Thanks for
2: having,
3: See ya. Me, thanks for having me. me. See ya, Oscar. Come out to Detroit. Okay. I have life-changing things going on right now. All right. Uh, so closing, we're going to close this out?
1: Yeah, uh, basically. So but go ahead and finish what you were just talking about. Oh, yeah. So the whole
3: race versus culture thing, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions in people, I guess, that are in, my position in politics or whatever kind of commentary. Because um, I don't look at people in terms of being or sort of black or white or anything. Um because I I have more in common with let's say like a a middle class uh, I don't know Asian person than I do with a, a high class Hispanic person I don't know what it's like to be high class you know I don't know what it's like to be in, right. sorry an upper class and um, I think that's right
1: exactly it's like um I think it, there was it was one of uh it was it was an old skinhead I can't remember who it was it was old time skinhead guy from one of the big oi bands and he said. That you know that the uh, the working
0: class uh, is 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 its own. It's, it's like its own race. You know, is is its own. It's, it's like its own race.
1: You know, working class black people and white people can relate to each other more than they can relate. You know, then more than a white guy who's working class can relate to a rich white guy, he can relate to an, a, a black working class guy because they have a similar situation. They live in the same type of thing. They have to go do the same type of things in life. You know, yeah. your, your race, it doesn't define how you feel and what and what your lifestyle is. You know, it doesn't define like, well, I'm white, so I'm going to go out and just enjoy the day and not have to work. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, no, it's <laughs> like some, some people have to work. Some people have to fucking do real shit
3: yeah yeah that's one thing that like um i think the punk rock community is missing at this point but most of the punk rockers they think that there's this huge divide between redness you know they, they used to think about you know killing the poor now it's like kill whitey because they associate being white with being you know historically wealthy or privileged or whatever and to me that's more divisive because you like you were saying earlier I was, You have more uh, a poor black man has more in common with a poor white man than he does with a rich black man.
0: Definitely, definitely, because people
1: can't uh, because your lifestyle is determined by 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 your your class, and then your lifestyle is what you think of. That's what your mindset is every day. Most people do not think in a fucking mindset of their race. You know, no, hey, I don't,
3: don't wake up thinking like, Oh, what am I going to do? A
1: do? Here's a white person. We're going to have a white person on. The... No, I'm just kidding. He's not really that white. No, no. But...
4: <laughs> but yeah, I think, um,
3: uh, I uh, fuck i I was going to say, I'm um, <laughs> sorry. <but> yeah, <laughs> r- race is race and to me, not a, a relevant trait in somebody. And, um, and that's again another thing that upsets me when I get labeled as a racist or something because it's something that means so little to me that they put so much meaning into, and uh, and I'm getting like all kinds of threats and hate and everything based on something that I don't really care about.
1: Yeah, based on so that's the thing. It's like I. Come and argue with me about the shit that I believe in and the shit that I'm talking about, not the shit that you think I secretly believe in. You want me to disprove that I don't actually believe in
3: it. Let's talk about taxes. Let's talk about foreign policy. Let's talk about, if we want to talk about race, let's talk about race relations. I don't give a, you're not inherently good or bad if you're a certain race. Let's talk about how the races get along or can get along better. But no, instead they want to label me a sellout to the white man and all kinds of shit and the funny thing is yeah. that all that progressive um, you know woke shit was made up by suburban white women
1: it's all white mostly women or their <laughs> cups feminist husbands and yeah. it's it's i mean yeah a liberalism and i keep telling people this is white people shit this is yeah. not uh, there's nobody in the hood, like how they say there's no atheists in foxholes, there's no liberals in the hood. There's, okay. what? there's no what. There's, they, they say there's no atheists in foxholes, well, there's no liberals in the hood.
4: Oh, because yeah.
1: there's nobody that believes in gun control and telling everybody, hey, I'm not going to have a gun in my house, let everybody yeah. do whatever, let criminals off and go nilly willy scot-free. Nobody in the hood thinks like that.
3: No. No, it's not intersectional. That you you ask, uh, like for example, my cousin he lives in South and I've stayed at his house many times. He's a, he he's a uh, he's near Market Park, so not a not a great area of Chicago, and right. um, and we go to his house and he, he he's the he's the most hospitable person in the world, right? We stay at his house when we're on tour, and I've gone to visit him many times, and every time we stay there um he says like hey you know if you need to get up in the middle of the night to go pee just don't turn uh don't turn on any lights because there's somebody walking around the neighborhood looking for any inconsistencies and if they find any inconsistencies they're going to tell somebody and that house is now a target what if you can get robbed they can intimidate you there's all kinds of shit none of the times have i ever been there have i heard Hey, dude, we don't believe in guns in this.
1: <laughs> right, and 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 nobody in the hood, for the most part, gave a damn about wearing a mask. Nobody no. in the hood, because it's all white people shit from the TV.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's all it's all the upper class. Um, now that they have uh, sort of a, a cultural upper hand, it's all just the upper class people of all races expressing the lower classes and middle classes of all the of all colors of people there right it's it's not as cut and dry as people think just just because i have certain values i i didn't change my mind and all of a sudden i was lifted out of poverty I, i wish it was that easy.
1: right yeah like oh all of a sudden you know uh, yeah. well, I decided to vote Republican and they gave me a million dollars or something. You yeah. know, it's like they didn't give me shit. They didn't even fucking half of them don't even give you a phone call back. So, oh,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, and, and this is what they think because they're being fed this through music, through fucking uh, through all this other all these other forms of media, like this fake ass journalism that we have, and by these kowtowing politicians. Meanwhile, these guys collect a big-ass paycheck thanks to the average taxes. And, I, and I actually, uh, one of the songs that I talk about that is called Threats and Rewards. And um, it's basically like saying, hey, why are we all poor paying taxes when the people who collect the taxes are rich as fuck and not fixing our roads and, you know, not doing the, taxation without paying right. taxes.
1: Right, and that, that's that's offensive. <laughs> Those are offensive lyrics. We have a similar thing, like I said, like in the, um, I have a song where I say that you know i no. Don't tell me to pay your poor tax while politicians are getting rich off the working class back, because yeah. they all are flying around in jets telling us about how there's going to be global warming and all this shit. You know, they're plutocrats.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I guess the most offensive. Thing I've ever done as far as music goes. Uh, I reached out to Jordan Peterson when he was still a nobody. And it was, I don't know if you ever saw his very first viral video. he He's at the University of Toronto talking about trans things and everything.
1: Yeah, and about the pronouns and shit?
3: Yeah, this was probably 2015, maybe. Okay. He was still kind of a nobody, and I saw it, it came across my feed. And I, and I sent him a message and I said, hey, I really like the speech that you did at the University of Toronto. I play in a punk rock band. Can I use a sound clip from there? And he said, yeah, use it, please. If, if you're all about free speech as I am, then go ahead and use it. And I was like, oh, cool. So the most That's offensive cool. thing I would say is using a, a Jordan Peterson sound clip with his permission. So <laughs> and it was regarding free speech.
1: So, so, um, and we're we're gonna wrap it up of what's going yeah. on with the future of thought crime.
3: Uh, we, don't, we don't have a future. We we only live in the present. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> well, fair
1: enough.
3: We, uh, well, we are. We live, you guys we live really far away from each other. Or? No, we live really far away from each other. Uh, the guys live in California. I live in Nevada and um the guys even in california live like 4 hours apart uh, we get together maybe twice, three times a year and uh, again i have life changing events coming up so that's all going to kind of get put on the back burner for now so, so
4: uh, we'll see I'm,
3: I'm, I'm still writing i'm doing like home recording um, we're going to we're going to get together soon and and probably make another two or three songs and, and just kind of take it on a on a song by song basis i guess
1: And you uh, had, I heard your Facebook took over control of your guys' page on there. So basically people should not try and look for you on Facebook if they're looking for it, right?
3: Uh, No, look for us on Facebook just so you can see what Facebook could do to your band.
4: Right, Uh, okay.
3: we're active really just on Instagram and really we're not even that active on Instagram. Uh, our YouTube got uh, purged out uh, right after I got my Facebook uh, uh, deleted. So like, uh, again, it, it's not hard to get a hold of us if you have my phone number. Yeah, right on. <laughs> you, you, you can easily get a hold of us, but as far as the future of South uh a lot of people a lot of my friends, really, because that's the only people who give a fuck about us. But they're, like, they just want to hear stuff. And they want to watch us play, so we'll probably play, like, two or three times a year until we get tired of it.
1: So Maybe. anybody watching this, if they want to check out some thought crime stuff, y'all have a band camp still, or is there any place people can listen to it?
3: Yeah, it's, it's Thought Crime Punk. Uh, all one word, all overcase uh, on the band camp. Uh, in a, we have a link on our Instagram the Instagram is uh, you can send us hate mail there um, that's pretty much it uh, again it's all on the back burner now just there's so many life changing events coming up for all of us but, but I'm and still writing it's
1: just so crazy anyway
3: yeah but, exactly
1: <laughs> alright well thank you very much for uh, taking the time to have this discussion thank you for coming on um, like
3: this,
1: this, my way too much. No, that's fine. As people can tell, I've pre-recorded this in the daytime, so it will oh. be airing in at the nighttime.
3: No uh, all
1: right. So thanks again, Oscar. And Thank also thanks for Edwin who appeared earlier
0: and everybody stay free and have a good time. All right. I hope you enjoyed that discussion, Edwin, Oscar, and myself. If you have anything to contribute to this discussion about the counterculture and and alternative spaces as a possibility, is it an option, whatever. Uh, If you do a band that you sing uh, band, B-A-N-N-E-D type of uh, content, um get in touch. Come on the show. You see the email right there, oi at bleachbattalion.com, oi at bleach all one word dot com. And uh, I hope you think a little bit about what you hear uh, tonight and on the show in general. That's the whole purpose is to get the brains going, get the, uh, get the almonds tingling. Uh, so for tonight, I'm going to say good night and, uh, we will see you on the next show on Monday. Stay free. Have a good night. Enjoy the hot, hot summer.
4: My niggas, keep it great My niggas, keep it great My niggas, keep it great My niggas, keep it to These niggas not dog, These niggas not real They don't know what's about They don't know what's about to fall. My niggas, I keep it to My niggas, my niggas, about that bad.